All right, y'all. This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. This is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. We have a lot to talk about today. Well, I have a lot to talk about today. So I'm going to get right into it with this world on the street right here. And let's talk about the biggest, uh, the biggest story right now, which is the showdown between the U.S. Attorney General, at least the current U.S. Attorney, uh, US Attorney General, William Barr, and the U.S. Uh, the US House, uh, which is basically ran by the Democrats right now. Now, the House Democrats are looking the whole the attorney general in attempt of Congress uh, basically that they hold him well he was supposed to show up uh, for a judicial committee last Thursday but he did not show up so there's some drama brewing with that uh, they're looking to get some more answers uh, from well the key word here is guys redacted I'm hearing that term a lot this is what the Democrats are claiming they're claiming uh, that the that the report that Barr pretty much gave to everybody else in his press conference was you know yeah, somewhat. A lot of a lot of the facts were somewhat obscured. A lot of facts were uh, pretty much hidden or you know fabricated or whatever. Uh, basically, Liddy Trump off the hook. But again, this is what has been proven within the documents that he might not have been part of the collusion, but he definitely obstructed justice, which, if I'm not mistaken, is a crime in and of itself. I don't know how you prosecute it against an active president. I think that's the biggest issue right now. The Democrats are going to try to force this issue uh, in order to push impeachment, but I think if he's already two, we're already three years in, I think you need to ride it out. And you, I think you need to be worried about your uh, your upcoming election because I'm going to break down one of their candidates that decided they wanted to enter the race recently. I'm going to break him down as well in a little bit today because I think that's really more should be the Democrats' concern. Impeaching Trump at this point is over. Uh, and if we do, what do you want? Pence for like a year or something like that? Um, it's, uh, you know, I, for what it's worth, uh, again, I feel, again, the report itself says, you know, he wasn't part of the collusion, which I don't see how you are a part of the collusion, uh, not part of the collusion, but at the same time being guilty of pretty much obstruction which is a disruption of the process of them finding things out. Why would you want to disrupt that process? Mr. Trump, do you tell me why? If you had nothing to do with it, why would you obstruct? That's that's my biggest question here. I do have a quote here, and this is coming from a judicial judicial chairman. Uh, of course, it is a Democrat, just as Gerald, Gerald Nadler. Uh, he is trying to render Congress, uh, Congress, referring to Trump here, he is trying to render Congress inert as a separate and co-equal branch of government. Uh, Basically trying to make it, you know, uh, in a it, basically like he said, in a, ineffective, right at the moment, because uh, he has basically is making it a battle between uh, just the Democrats and and the and just Trump pretty much because again the House is not uh, necessarily they might control the majority in the House, but again they do not control the Senate, so again they don't really have uh, that they can't really wield that much legislative legislative power at the moment. But that's um, that's just the unfortunate, uh, you know, the situation, I guess, for them on that note. Uh, as far as Trump goes, uh, I think he's guilty of obstruction. Uh, that doesn't I mean, I don't see where that clears him of of, of the collusion charges either. He definitely wasn't uh, involved in obstructing justice. So let's not uh, forget that there. That's your president. He obstructs justice. Uh, so that's. That's what you have uh, have going for you there. Again, as far as the Democrats, I think they need to let this impeachment thing go. I've been saying this uh, for a while now. I think they need to worry about the next election. They, I mean, with all the stuff that's going on, uh, 
with Trump, you know, there, I mean, you'll see, I mean, people will say there's positives in terms of uh, maybe, you know, the economy, so on and so forth. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll try to give him knocks for that. But I think, honestly, his bid for re-election uh, could be challenging. It could be up for grabs uh, if given the right candidate. Speaking of which, uh, which I'm going to segue into the, my next uh, story I want to talk about just a little bit, uh, is your man Joe Biden. Uh, of course, I talked about him, a little bit about him uh, a little while back. Uh, he's finally made it official uh, within the last week or so that he wants to become uh, at least a candidate on the Democratic ticket. And, um, you know, I talked about him before. I broke it down a little bit, at least about his politics. We already know a lot about him uh, being uh, the vice president under Barack Obama. Uh, and let's just get right into it, uh, at least how I feel about it. You know, I'm not surprised. I pretty much uh, knew this was, uh, you know, a foregone conclusion. He's more than likely going to be a popular, uh, you know, he's there, you know, for the popularity vote, because I, I guess uh, people, especially black folk, aren't necessarily uh, highly keen on Kamala Harris and Booker, uh, Cory, Mr. Cory Booker. And I think that's kind of unfortunate. I think at least Cory Booker should get more of some uh, acknowledgement as well. You also got your boy Julian Castro uh, representing for the Latino community and just, you know, liberal, you know, liberals as well. He's done a lot in that, uh, in that political sphere as well so i think there's a lot of people that we're missing and we're jumping on the uncle joe bandwagon and I, again I, I hate to say it um you know and i just kind of thought about it uh but recently when we've you know over time uh we kind of na uh, naturally not all of us of course but uh there has become a, a larger contingent of black folk that have uh somewhat become a little bit sour upon obama and uh they start to realize oh he just gave us the hope and all this uh but somehow uh joe is now uncle joe and i think i would hate to say that that's come somewhat of a, a stockholm syndrome issue i don't really like the fascination with Uncle Joe Biden. I'm not really into that. I won't be calling him that. Um, I'm not really sold on, on him either. Uh, again, if you weren't so flattered or, or, or amazed by Obama, why would you vote for his vice president? Y'all think about that real quick. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I think he's, uh, I you know, personally, I, I, I think I want some somebody new. This is what this process is for. I want somebody completely different. Uh, I think it's a fresher face, face, uh, somebody that, you know, we can support, somebody who's really, you know, going after these, these people, or at least the, you know, the the conservative structure on a, p a political level. And uh, in my opinion, he's taking a lot of photo ops. He's uh, caught in a lot of drama and all that. But I don't really see him doing nothing. I, I haven't really seen him do anything uh, to that extent yet. So I'm not really uh, impressed. Uh, I think, you know, I really don't know the fascination with him is, especially since uh, the popularity for Obama uh, kind of has waned in some in some parts of the black community. So I, I'm I'm a little bit weirded out by that. I'm not really digging him myself. So, you know, moving on, I got a, a very interesting topic I wanted to talk about. Uh, like I said, uh, the well, I'll just say it right now. The Internet can be a very dangerous uh, or kind of interesting yet dangerous and really weird uh, place. And I'll let you in on a little bit of what I'm into as well, speaking of which. So I'll be right back. I'll be taking a quick break uh, right now. All right, y'all. So like I said, the Internet is an interesting, yet crazy and dangerous place sometimes. 
or depending on what you view as crazy, I guess, or dangerous. Um, you know, a lot is, you know, things happen, you know, whether it's a certain event, whether it's a sports game or, you know, whether it's your own personal life and people come up with all type of different reasons to why things happen. And, um, sometimes these reasons, uh, come up from way out of left field, especially with these celebrity instances and these, uh, celebrity life or just, you know, celebrities in general. I've come across, uh, two very interesting things on, uh, YouTube recently. And, uh, you know, YouTube, I, 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 I'll sit back and, and watch a ton of YouTube. Um, like I said, I want to take this, uh, podcast eventually to YouTube. So I do, I watch a lot of various, uh, uh, different channels. Um, you know, ranging from sports, uh, you know, uh, ranging from basketball, you know, football, TPS sports. Uh, I watch Mike Korzimba. Shots out to those guys. Uh, Zach Lee on SDC uh, in terms of basketball. Uh, so, you know, I even watch, you know, different, you know, geography stuff. Shots out to Geography Now, that channel. Every now and again, you know, despite you know, what my cue already, you can already see what my cue might consist of. You know, of course, I listen to music on YouTube, of course, too. Every now and again, YouTube will throw me a wrench. One day, just out of the clear blue sky, I don't know how things like this work. It's just weird. I come across a video. Nipsey Hustle Death Hopes. And I'm like, oh, shit. Are we kidding ourselves now are we so of course i watched it of course i'm not above that i'm sorry i might be i might be crazy but i i i hey that that conspiracy spirits conspiracy theory stuff hey you watch some of it if anything if it ain't true it's 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 as close it's as entertaining as possible because they make it i mean they make it so authentic but uh in a lot of different videos, man, I'm telling you, they'll make you, some of these motherfuckers will make you think about some shit. That stuff is crazy. I never would even think to even go there and say, damn, nah, they shot that dude. They really did it. Nah, I don't, I, it made me feel really awkward to even have to say, nah, bruh, could he be alive? And then I've seen this one whole channel, there's this cat that got a whole channel called Tupac hoax reveal if you bold enough go take a look at it this dude got a whole 42 straight videos of him going in on how tupac was a cia plant and he faked his death as well and then he got all type of interviews he got all type of like he got all type of crime scene footage the man goes in and 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 recreates crime scene photos in real time on the videos, of course. It's not live, of course. This is actually, that, in terms of that channel, that channel is like two years old. But it just happened to just show up on the motherfucking YouTube queue. YouTube be trying to play you. YouTube be trying to really test you. It be trying to see what you really be. And I'll be honest with you. that That's not some stuff that I would watch or promote on some stuff. And I'm not saying the stuff in, that, in those videos are true. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. But you know, the information that's provided, especially in that Tupac hoax video, um, 
he's providing he's providing some receipts he's providing some actual evidence he's providing actual you know he's making you think a little bit and a lot of these nipsey hustle hoaxes and all that uh it's a lot of taking the footage uh from uh you know the actual crime scene and then putting you know all type of masonic accusations on there all that i don't know about um, I already kind of said how I felt about, you know, uh, Nipsey. I respected what he did in the community. Uh, I respected, uh, you know, his music. I, you know, I understand where he's coming from. Uh, but again, I feel like, you know, coming from my perspective at, you know, various points in my life, I had to completely change who I was and disavow, uh, pretty much what I was previously like almost, uh, re you know re rebirthing myself you know completely and not necessarily uh promoting who i was before i don't really talk about who I, I talk about who i was before but not in a way to make it cool just in a way to say look this is who i how i used to get down and or this is how i used to be and i'm not really trying to promote that i'm not really trying to make that uh what my channel is about and i, I felt like at some point uh through it all despite you know the the DT might be might have been doing. I think the lifestyle and the gang culture is something that we can no longer really support on a real healthy, sustainable level as black folk. And I think that's that has a lot to do with what happened to him. Now all that other tie-ins and Dr. Sebi and all that you can buy as products. So again, I don't see where he was all that much of a mystery either. So um it's unfortunate. That's why again, you know you see some of these uh these situations some of these videos will have you thinking because that it, again that's my almost perspective of it you know again i think he did you know get you know murdered unfortunately uh but it wasn't for the you know all the spooky things that everybody else wants to put it on eat uh, anyways but again somebody again some of these videos will present certain clips now i saw a clip personally that had me really scratching my head. First of all, uh, they have a clip from a child, supposedly childhood friend. And she's, as you see her in the regular, uh, you'll see her in the actual news broadcast and the news coverage of the, of the actual murder. You'll, you'll see her saying this, but then you'll see that the unedited B footage, the back in the background, she talking about, I got to retake that. I couldn't fake it enough. I couldn't get, emo I couldn't cry enough paraphrasing, of course, but that's what she's saying in the background. I'm telling you, I, that's, it's crazy. I'm sorry that I heard what I heard. Now I can't, I, you know, people had a right to their opinion, but I can't deny my experiences. I heard what I heard on that video. She said, I couldn't fake it. I got to retake that. What do you mean? That's your friend. Wouldn't you be devastated if that's your childhood friend? Too many questions. And that Tupac shit, a lot of different questions. If you're bold enough, check it out. If not, you don't have to. I'm not, again, I'm not necessarily promoting. I'm just saying, it's some crazy shit out there. You know, especially with the banning of Farrakhan and, and Alex Jones and all that. It's a it's a crazy world. And, uh, you know, watch what you're promoting, you know, watch what you're, you know, putting out there uh, in terms of if you want if you want to be a content producer. You know, I'm not saying, you know, you have to cater to anybody, but uh, make sure at least you know who your demographics are, at least. You know, so you don't get into no trouble. As far as those two guys go, Alex Jones and Louis Farrakhan, uh, they just got caught up in the mess, the mess that is, you know, 
mainstream media trying to dilute everything. You want to blame CNN, play, please blame Fox News because it's a conservative and a liberal effort to destroy the masses. So don't blame it on one or the other. Thank you. They're working in unison. That's all. Okay. The original, the Democrats and Republicans were once one original party together. So don't, don't, don't believe the hype. They're trying to both play you. They're just using different ends of doing it. It's called order out of order out of chaos. Look up that shit too if you haven't. So you guys have, you guys. Uh, I'm gonna take a quick break, guys. This is not over yet. Uh, at least with this topic, it's over. I gotta get out of that. Let's come back with. I'm gonna come back with some uh, NBA playoff action. I'll be recapping what happened last night. Uh, I'm gonna be pre previewing the, uh, the Nuggets uh, and and, uh, the, and and the Trailblazers tonight as well. Uh, so uh, we'll be right back, and then we're also gonna talk some uh, some baseball action. I've been missing. I missed a lot. Uh, I missed the opening day and all that. Uh, we're we're about 20 a little bit over 20 almost 34 uh, 30 30 something games in something like that uh so we're gonna get into some uh baseball as well we're gonna talk about the standings we're gonna talk about some action we had yesterday as well uh so we'll get right back to that in a second all right y'all i'll be right back all right y'all i am back so first things first, uh, let's get into uh, last night's action. We got some game fours. Uh, we are talking. We are starting off with the Eastern Conference semis, of course. Uh, we got the Bucks getting the win here, one thirteen to one one. They are now leading the series against the Celtics three to one. Let's break the scoring down a little bit uh, for the Bucks. Giannis, of course, as usual, led the way, thirty nine points, sixteen rebounds, and also four assists. Uh, not a whole lot of uh, great production from everybody else, but Chris Mill did provide 13 points, three assists, and also two rebounds. Uh, they were able to get a lot of points in the paint as usual. Uh, again, they're one of the lower performing three-point teams in, in the playoffs right now. I think they might be able to edge out against Boston, but if they somehow luck up and get to the finals, I don't think they can get by. Honestly, um, not with the shooting that they got. I mean, Giannis is a great, great uh, scorer. Uh, doesn't really have a jump shot just yet. And it's like, you know, the rest of these guys, they're hit and miss. And that three-point percentage and their shooting in general uh, is not very, their shooting percentages in general are not very high. So that might come back and haunt them. Uh, for the Celtics, uh, Kyrie led the way with 23 points, 10 assists, and also three rebounds. Al Horford also had 20 points, six rebounds, and also five assists. Uh, again, the Celtics come up short. There's questions about if Kyrie's staying. I don't know. You know, um, to go out like this, maybe 4-1 possibly, it does not look good. It does not bode well. I'm already hearing. Uh, I have to break down the story too. I just came across at least uh, some information that there is some bad blood, uh, particularly in the direction of Gordon Hayward uh, and him, you know, him getting that that prominent role kind of right away uh you know despite him not being super healthy them having to work you know other people and take people other people out of the rotation in order to get him some rotate some some burn and uh throughout the season you know this is the this is, has been an issue you know Jalen Brown has been less of a factor Jason Tatum has had, had to take a, a you know secondary role they've kind of regressed uh, and they feel that's because they they don't have as much burn because of Gordon Hayward and at the same time Gordon Hayward has has not really fully recovered from his injury and really been effective. Uh, so far, he's only averaged, I believe, two points so far in the playoffs. Not a good sign right now. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, if if Kyrie stays, can he rally the troops? How good of a leader is he? We don't know, but we will for certainly find out. Uh, 
just breaking it down again, both teams really struggled shooting the ball. Uh, more in particular, the Bucks, though. Uh, again, as for Boston, they did have a little bit more help. Uh, from their supporting cast, uh, a couple more people in double digits for them. Uh, but again, they just couldn't get it done in the clutch. And again, uh, the Bucks already having a win at in on the road in Boston. I think they, you know, they close out. I believe, yeah, I think they do close out at home soon. So uh, it's it's a wrap for the Celtics if they don't get their stuff together. If Kyrie cannot uh, man the reins of that team right now, uh, command it like he said he wanted to be. This is your chance to be the leader, Kyrie. Can you lead your squad back? We shall see. I'm not super high on them. Uh, but we're going to move on. Uh, we got the Warriors. Uh, they took a loss as well uh, to the Rockets. Uh, that score there was. 108 to 112. Uh, the Rockets were able to close it out to even the series two to two. Let's break down the scoring. Uh, KD led the way for the Warriors. 33 points, actually 35 points, excuse me, seven rebounds and also five assists. Steph also did his thing. 30 points, eight assists, and four rebounds. No Klay Thompson. I think that was one of the thing, big takeaways that I saw from that. Uh, I think only eight points. Really a non-factor. Uh, for some reason, it's either Steph or Klay. Uh, both of them have not really been in unison. They have not looked like the Splash Brothers of the past, uh, at least in the past couple of games uh, you'll see some production from Steph I still think he's averaging about 26 points something like that I'm hearing uh, and I'm seeing uh, 26 or 28 something like that but again they're kind of inconsistent right now but for the Rockets uh, Harden led the way for them he had 38 points 10 assists and also four rebounds Eric Gordon had 20 points and also four rebounds again the the Rockets are getting it done I've been giving them a bum rap uh, I said their basketball was unsustainable uh, they're tied right now, so they're playing a lot of good defense. P.J. Tucker is an X-factor. Uh, as soon as he was taking out the game, uh, your boy K.D. went off on a tear, so we're kind of seeing uh, where this series might be won, where uh, they're trying to put these matchups at. P.J. Tucker, Tucker excuse me, is an excellent defender, and we're seeing that through this series. Uh, also, Clint Capella is also doing a lot of things on the offensive end. Uh, also, Getting well, at least in terms of scoring in the paint, but also more so getting offensive rebounds and getting rebounds in general, getting extra possessions for the Rockets. That's what you kind of need to be the team like the Warriors. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens now. I do think they go back. Yeah, they do go back to Golden State for another game. Of course, the game seven, if it happens, uh, will be in Oakland. So uh, look, I look forward to possibly a game seven. Everybody's saying a game six. Uh, I think the margin of error in the Western Conference for the Warriors is getting slimmer. So if they if they do be the Rockets, I'm I was originally going to say it was a sweep. I might say it might be seven. Now we'll see how the next game goes in Oakland. Uh, but moving on, I do have some news here. Uh, Demarcus Cousins. It has been stated that he might. Well, he at least on his uh, from his account, he is expecting to return at some point during the playoffs. This would be, uh, this would add a little bit of extra depth for the Warriors. A little bit of be a little bit of intrigue for them. A bigger body out there. Uh, and he can score in the paint as well. So he already averaged 16 points, eight rebounds, and also three assists on 48% shooting uh, during the season. He only played about 38 games. Uh, but he was just, just getting back into the swing, uh, swing of things. Uh, for those of you who might not know or remember, uh, he did injure his quad. I believe it was game two in the first round against the Clippers. Uh, so he was slated to be out for the rest of the playoffs. Again, like I said, with that torn quad. But 
they're saying that he might be back. So who knows uh, what can happen with the Warriors. Uh, they might end up getting bailed out with some DeMarcus Cousins help. So we don't know. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about tonight's action. I also forgot that uh, the Sixers and the Raptors were playing as well. Uh, that series is tied. Um, you know, the Raptors... This series has, you know, gone back and forth. Uh, the Raptors did did go up two to one. Uh, they looked to be in control. Uh, the Sixers actually evened it out. Uh, at some point, Jimmy Butler has been playing uh, really lights out uh, in the past couple of games. Uh, I said it. I, I said it a couple of weeks ago. You know, he's he likes to be the guy. You know, the main guy. You know, taking you know getting the heat or or talking and all that. But I saw him getting cup two nine 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 points. So you know, I, I'm glad that he's kind of balling. Out. I think he's, you know, it's becoming of everybody is a, you know, the thing about Philly is I don't think anybody stands out just as a superstar really on that team. Joel Embiid, he does have a, sh a shot at it uh, to be that superstar on the team. So does uh, Ben Simmons. But for Joel Embiid, he has injury issues. And for Simmons, uh, he can't shoot for nothing in the world. So if, if, if Ben Simmons can develop a jump shot and if Joel Embiid can stay healthy for the majority of a, of a you know a season, uh, they could do they can do they can do bigger and better things. Uh, but for now, uh, they're in a pitch battle with Toronto. I think Toronto wasn't expecting to be in a pitch battle, though. I think they, you know, believe that they had a, a better shot. Uh, but again, you know, so goes, you know, basketball. I think my, my biggest theory right now in terms of the NBA playoffs is, you know, you play these games, so you play these uh these teams with six times or even eight times, whoever it is, depending on the, depending on the division with you, uh, X amount of times during the season, you got to get some intel. You got to, you know, understand, you know, how to play these guys or learn how to work matchups. And you play five or six games with them up to five or six or, or seven games with them in the playoffs. You're learning uh, how, you know, how these uh, teams are. So, again, uh, you know, that margin of error, especially for the Warriors, is is slim. Uh, that margin of error, I believe, between the Toronto between Toronto and Philly is kind of slim as well. Again, they know about each other a whole lot. They play each other all basically the whole year. So again, interesting matchup. I don't know where to go with this one. Uh, I I personally. I think Philly just has a deeper squad, in my opinion. Uh, if they if they can just uh, get things to come together, they might be able to win that in seven. I, I like Philly. I like who they have on the squad. Uh, they have more. I think they have more bankable names. You know, they have Tobias Harris. They have Ben Simmons. Uh, with Toronto, you have Kawhi Leonard, and then you have Pascal Siakam. You can give Marcus all a pass, but he's not who he used to be. We obviously know that. And Kyle Lowry. <laughs> You know, whatever. I'm not feeling it. Uh, also tonight, you got the uh, the Blazers. My Blazers taking off against the Nuggets. I'm a little bit disappointed. Uh, we dropped that uh, game uh, a couple nights ago at home. 116-112 uh, was that final score there. Uh, that series is tied. However, uh, for the most part, Denver was the favorite team. Uh, they already beaten us four times throughout the regular season. We only beat them once. Uh, to, for us to be tied in the series, and they're the higher seed with a better record, I'll take it. Can we win on the road? Yeah. It'll be hard. It'll definitely be hard. Uh, Jokers is going to come to play. We haven't really had an answer for that, but I love how our bench and everybody else outside, uh, everybody else has stepped up. Uh, I think the biggest factor now is can D Lillard, my man Dollar Dame, come alive? You know, um, everybody has been doing their thing. You have Rodney Hood getting the game winner uh, in that that four that four overtime game. Uh, 
making all the Cleveland fans mad. Like, how the hell can he show up for the Blazers but not show up for LeBron? I don't know. Maybe that's an indictment on LeBron. Maybe I have to rethink. Maybe I have to rethink my standing on LeBron now. But um, very interesting series. I think the winner of this series really is the biggest threat to the Warriors. I, I'm not 100% sold on the Rockets just yet. Um, I, I think the winner of this series could possibly challenge for a title. Um, I, I, I might be crazy, um, but I think both of these teams are really good, really I think Portland has a little bit more depth uh, than than Denver, but that's what I'm saying. If 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 Lillard can pick up the pace and get a 40 point outing, a 50 point outing, oh man, mm, I don't know. It's it's because it's really close without him even being uh, the biggest factor. So I'm looking for that to looking for him to pick it up, uh, especially on the road. And then we have to get another game uh, in in Portland, uh, maybe to force a game seven. Uh, but if it goes seven, it'll be very interesting to see. It could go either way. I personally would like to see this end in six. I know people think I'm crazy. Portland, people might not believe in Portland like that, but that's just because you don't watch us enough, I don't feel. And I just I just feel like y'all missing it. I think we have a lot of key pieces that you're not really acknowledging. You'll have to see it when we win the series. That's how I keep it like that. I'm going to keep it straight like that. All right, y'all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one more quick break, and I'm going to come back with some MLB action, of course. I have to talk about an injury report coming out of Dodgers land out there in L.A. Uh, we're also going to get into some action action from yesterday uh some going to, going to go over some games there and they were going to go over uh the standings at this point in the season all right y'all i will be right back <laughs> all right y'all i am back and uh, i'm gonna wrap this up for today like i said i was gonna get into some mlb action i know i am a little bit late we're almost a month basically a month in my bad I've been I've been into other stuff. I'm sorry, uh, but we do have an injury report here coming out of Dodger Town, aka L.A. Uh, the Dodgers uh, they will be missing their center fielder A.J. Pollock for another three to six weeks uh, due to an elbow injury. He also suffered an elbow infection an elbow infection in the same elbow. Uh, so far this year, he was averaging two, averaging 2.23. He also had two home runs and also 14 RBIs, backing up Cody Bellinger. Uh, and if anybody knows. They're baseball right now. Cody Bellinger is pretty much on fire right now from the bat. Uh, so they, I mean, of course, they're missing some death right now, but they'll be all right for the moment. Uh, they do have Cody Bellinger, and they're they're solid right now in terms of their standings. We will get into that just a little bit later. Uh, but let's get into some uh, some of the uh, some of yesterday's action. There was a lot of games around the league, so let's get right into it. Uh, starting off in the National League, and the Cincinnati Reds were able, Cincinnati Reds, excuse me, were able to get it done against the Giants, twelve to four the final score there uh, for the Giants third baseman Pablo Sandoval he also pitched for one inning and he did not give up any runs he also had a three-run homer so he had a solid day uh, there was a solid day from him Brandon Belt uh, the first baseman also had a hit he also drove in two runs uh, but for the Reds just a lot of like I said a lot of uh, action from them uh, starting with Jose Iglesias he had a he had three hits four RBIs uh, he also had two runs of, on his own and their pitcher uh, Anthony uh, Anthony Descalfini he got the win. He had uh, he had six innings worked. Uh, he also gave up four hits, three runs, but he also had eight Ks. So a good day from the Reds. They generated a lot of offense, and the Giants 
they are continuing to continuously uh, struggling. We'll like again, we'll we'll talk about them at the bottom of the standings pretty soon. Uh, moving on, we also got the uh, White Sox, excuse me, getting it done against the Indians in some AL Central action. Nine to one is the final score there. The Mariners, uh, they took another L to the Yankees. Three to seven is the final score. Uh, the Orioles getting it done in a, in a minor upset. Uh, the Red Sox are the Red Sox are kind of struggling this year, but the Orioles got a win in this one. Four to one is the final score uh, for the, for the Red Sox. Uh, they got some help. They got some help from Eduardo Nunez. Uh, he was able to drive in the only. Uh, only run uh he scored a solo home run uh for the orioles they got help from jonathan villar the second baseman he got a grand slam and uh, at the bottom of the second and their pitcher uh john means got the win here he went for seven innings gave up three hits uh gave up a one only one run and he also had four strikeouts so a good showing from the orioles and their pitching staff uh they aren't looking as you know they they are still at the bottom uh but you know, it's always good to get a win against, you know, the Red Sox. Uh, moving on, you got the Twins getting it done against the Blue Jays, 8 to zip. You also got the Tampa Bay Rays getting it done against the D-backs in a in a pretty much a slaughter. 12 to 1 is a final score there. Uh, for the D-backs uh, out there in Arizona, they were led by their left fielder, Blake Sweetheart. He had a, um, he scored a run at the top of the fourth, uh, but that was pretty much it. Uh, for the Rays, uh, they were led by Tommy Pham. He had two hits and also an two hits uh he also drove in two runs actually hit a grand slam excuse me so he uh he drove in one hit uh the next hit he got was a home run scored in four runs including his own uh on that one and that came in the bottom of the oh actually i think it's i think it came early in the game uh, about the second inning uh also they got help from their uh right fielder uh i think avisel garcia he also had three hits and three rpis and blake snell got another win he's becoming a good emerging uh, pitcher out there and really pushing the Rays this year. They're at the top of the AL East. I don't think anybody had that expected. I for sure did not have them at the, at the top. I had them and I predicted them to be in last place. But Blake Smith, Blake Snell, excuse me, getting it done. The brother is working in on the mound. He went for six innings. He gave up only one hit, nine strikeouts, and of course zero walks. That's how you doing it. That's how you do it. No earned runs on his part. Getting it done. Good job. Also, you got the Nationals getting it done against. Or actually, I'm sorry, the Nationals losing to the Brewers three to five. You got the uh, Cardinals getting it done against the Phillies six to zip. You also got the Marlins getting it done against the Cubs six to five. Uh, we got the Astros getting it done against the Royals six to four. Uh, we got the Padres beating the Mets four zip, and finally the Dodgers uh, beat the Braves five to three. Let's go over these standings. Uh, as of today, uh, top of the AL East, we got the Rays at 22-2. and two. They've gone 6-4 and four in their last 10. They're looking pretty solid. Like I said, Blake Snell uh, getting those wins on the mound. They seem to be uh, driving in a lot of points and runs as well. So they're looking pretty solid and balanced at this point in the year. We, I don't know how long this lasts for them. Uh, for the Yankees, uh, they are at... They are the second place team here in the East. They got they are twenty and fourteen right now, six and four in their last ten. They are currently two games back, of course. Next up at three, we have the Red Sox. They have been struggling uh, since winning that World Series title. They're going through that that uh, hangover, I guess. Seventeen and nineteen at this point in the year, six and four in the last ten. They are six games back. At four, we have the Blue Jays at fifteen and twenty, four and six in their last ten, seven and a half games back. Now these two teams uh drastically struggling. And again we have the Orioles here at the bottom through uh thirteen and twenty two, four and six in their last ten. They're pretty much out of it. Nine and five. I wanna say they're out of it at this point already early in the season. Not too much 
to really get out of this team. Uh, if Chris Davis does start p producing well, I've read it that he's already going to get traded if he's producing their first baseman at any point offensively. So they're looking to retool and just keep working their farm system until, you know, they create their own winner. They're not looking to really shell out right now, and they're pretty much looking to rebuild. Uh, moving on to the AL Central, we got the Twins on top. They are currently 21-12, and 7-3 in their last 10. Next up at the number two spot, we have the Indians 18-15, and 5-5 in their last 10. They are three games back. Uh, next up, we have the Tigers at 15 and 16, 4 and 6 in their last 10, uh, five games back for them. Uh, we also have the Chicago White Sox here at 15 and 8, uh, 15 and 18, excuse me, 6 and 4 in their last 10. They are six games back. And bringing up the rear, we have the Royals 12 and 24. At this point, you can call you can say that at ten and a half games back, four and six in the last ten. These are just, these are one of those teams that are not really going to compete at any point this year. I can already kind of see it. They're already four and six in the last ten. That's pretty much the that their trend, especially if they're at twelve and twenty four at this point in the season, ten games, ten and a half games back. I don't see them competing too much this year, just like the Orioles. Uh, moving on to the AL West, we got the uh, Astros on top. As usual, they are 21 and four currently. Uh, 21 and 14, excuse me. Currently, uh, they are also six and ten. Um, six and four in their last ten. Uh, and again, they just been dominating the AL West. Uh, they really get the job done against these teams. They seem to do a good job scouting and preparing for these guys. And again, uh, they're on top of the division. Next up, you have the Mariners. They are 19 and 18, three and seven in their last ten. They are currently three games back in the West. We have the Mariners. I mean, I'm sorry. We have the Rangers here at three. Uh, they are currently 16 and 16. They are at 500, four and six in their last ten. They are three and a half games back. Uh, bringing up the rear, we have the Angels and also the A's. They both have 15 wins for the Angels. They have uh, 19 losses. For the A's, they're sitting there with 21 losses. Both struggling. Actually, the Angels, uh, they've actually been okay in the last 10, uh, 6 and 4. They are currently 5 and a half games back for the A's. I don't know what the, the answer for them is at this point. They are 2 and 8 in their last 10, and they're also 6 and a half games back. I, I don't want to count them out because it. They, I mean, they get hot at, at, at certain weird points in the year, and, and there's no telling with these guys. So I'm not going to count those guys just out yet. Uh, the Angels, I think they're more along the rebuilding uh, term, so they probably uh, won't progress pretty much past four or maybe third place uh, at, at this point or at any point this season. Uh, moving on to the National League, we're going to start off with the NL East. Uh, at the Currently, we have the Phillies on top, 19 and 15, 6 and 4 in the last 10. Next up at the number two spot, we have the Braves, 18 and 17, 6 and 4 in the last 10. And they are, of course, one and a half games back. So uh, the Braves, who I pretty much had slotted to win uh, the NL East, uh, I had the Phillies coming in third behind the Nats, so they're neck and neck. I'm not too surprised about that. I like the Braves and what they were able to do in the offseason, so I'm not surprised they're neck and neck uh, with the Phillies right now. I'm really surprised about the Mets coming here at uh, at the, in the third place spot, 16 and 19. Of course, they're below 500, but just to be kind of in the mix and uh, to be relatively uh, close and within three and a half games, it's not uh, it's not too bad. But they did go three and seven in the last ten, so that's not that good either. Uh, at number four, we have the Nationals. They are currently 14 and 20, struggling this year, of course, without Bryce Harper. Three and seven in the last 10, they are five games back. And finally, 
we're going to just cancel this team out for the entire year. The Marlins 10 and 24. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. Already nine games back. Three, uh, three and seven in the last 10. Again, at 10 and 24, I will eliminate them from any type of contention in this, in the, basically the first month of the year. Goodbye, guys. And, uh, we're going to go to the NL Central. We have the Cardinals at number one, 21 and 14 is their record. And they've been six and four in the last 10, as usual. Cardinals always in the mix of the top spot in the NL Central. They're going to be competing for that number one crown. So they won't have to go through the wild card again. You don't want to go through that wild card. It's too murky. You don't want it. You don't want it. I'm talking about you, Yankees. I'm talking about you, Red Sox. You don't want to have that wild card because I don't know if you could just beat the Indians or one of those guys in a one-off game. I don't see it. And if the A's get high at some point in the summer, would you want to play them in a wild card game? No, I don't think so. Um, moving on, we also had the Cubs. They are 19 and 13, seven and three in their last game. In their last ten, excuse me, they are a half game back. So it's very close. Of course, the Cubs. Uh, they come. They come so far in the last ten or so years, winning the World Series. Uh, now they are a permanent fixture at the top of the division. I like it. I'm pretty sure their fans like it. Uh, but moving on to the number three spot, we have the Brewers. My personal pit favorite team uh, coming out of the Central. I'm gonna pick them right now. I like I like what they do in their farm system. I just like what they bring. I like the energy their fan base has. I would like to see them win something. 21 to 16, 73 in the last 10. They are one game back. At number four, we have the Pirates at 16 to 15. Four and six in the last 10. Three games back. Uh, they're never in the mix, so let's just cut them off right now. Uh, and the Reds, 15 to 24 and six in the last 10. Uh, again, six games back. I don't really see this team going anywhere either. Let's kind of put an X on those guys. Moving off to the NL West, and we have the Dodgers, of course, on top. 23 and 14, 7 and 3 in their last 10. They're going to be one of those those uh, World Series teams that you're talking about. I I like the, the makeups of this team. They let go of Yasiel Puig. Uh, they're still in the mix. I like it. I like it definitely. The uh, the Diamondbacks are at number two, twenty and fifteen, six and four in the last ten. They are currently two games back. I like the Diamondbacks too. Low key, uh, I've always been a, a minor Diamondbacks fan since they were able to to, to steal one from the Yankees back in two thousand one. I liked how they did it. Uh, they had the big unit, Randy Johnson. They're looking to go back uh, to that solid pitching. Uh, of course, they don't have a big tall pitcher like Randy Johnson, but their bullpen and their uh, starting rotation is pretty solid. They also, of course, got Paul Goldschmidt. So uh, they're gonna definitely. Be in that top in the top two, and I like and I they they can definitely be one of those wild card teams that you probably a team like the Braves or the Brewers or Cubs would probably not want to face in a one off event. I'm just saying I like that pitching staff. It might turn some heads this year. Uh, the Padres, of course, they're making the, the most of uh, their signings in the offseason. They are currently in the third place spot at 20 and 16, five and five in their last 10, and only two and a half games back. So you gotta love it. They're right there in the mix. Uh, currently uh, looking like a team that can make a wild card. Uh, definitely, the, the season ended today. Uh, they'd be right there in the mix, or in the next couple of weeks, or next couple of days or so, they'd be right there in the thick of things. Uh, coming up the rear, we do have. Uh, <laughs> Oh jeez. Uh bring up the, the, the bottom half here. We have the Rockets and the Giants. The Rockets here, I mean the Rockets. Get out of here. The Rockies. Sorry. The Colorado Rockies. Sorry, guys. Don't get excited. Uh the Rockies 
the Rockies, excuse me, 16 and 19 so far, five and five in the last 10, six games back. Let's X them out the equation. They're garbage. Uh, five, uh, as as the fifth place spot, we have the Giants, of course, cross them out too. I'm, I love taking shots at the Giants because I'm an Ace fan. So they're garbage. X them out 15 and 24 and six in the last 10. They're already seven games back. I don't know what their identity is. I don't know if they're rebuilding. I don't know. I'm not a Giants fan, so I couldn't tell you. All I can tell you is that they suck. So, <laughs> with that being said, y'all, I'm going to call it a wrap for today. Um, we are getting into uh, a year. Uh, I'm getting to my year, uh, my year anniversary since I started this show. I will, of course, have a special episode for that. I just thought about it. I just looked at a calendar and said, oh, my God, I started this May the 8th. Oh, wow. That's coming up in a couple days from now. So we're going to have a special episode for that. I'm also going to be working on a part for, of course, of my Golden State issue. Of course, my series where I detail California immigration history. Uh, we'll be going through that. Uh, if you haven't uh, checked out my first three episodes, please, please do so. Uh, give me some feedback as well. I do have a page on Facebook. I also have an Instagram as well. Uh, L. Jamal Ajani is the name for both of those. E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-N-I. You can find me on there. Um, yeah, if you want to connect with me, you want to hit me up, definitely look hit me up there. Uh, for now, I'm going to call it a wrap. If anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Uh, peace out. One love. Y'all have a good one.